It's the big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Come on out and see us. We're at Davis Vision Center, the grand opening of their new office, and it is beautiful. 11649 South, 40th West, right here in South Jordan. Uh, they're giving away all sorts of great stuff, sunglasses and even a free LASIK surgery. We're giving away a four-pack of jazz tickets to the Kings game uh, in the preseason coming up on the 14th, so come enter to win those. You can grab some jazz gear uh, as well. Uh, people, uh, people are agreeing with you, Gordon, that technically I am wrong, but I am so frustrated that you will not admit that you accidentally won this. I, I heard a woman's it. voice, and I heard it an hour ago driving into the show today, Jake, and I said, I'll be. There's a woman singing on this back in the background here. I did not know that. I've rarely been this frustrated with you, but here we are. <laughs> You're frustrated with me because you lost the bet. Let's talk a little Utah-Washington State out of the Sprint Special Guest line we go. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store near you. Joining us now, the voice of the Cougars. He is Matt Chazanow with us on the big show. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great to have you on, Matt. And, and Jake and I are going back and forth today because I caught him in a lie. A and, lie. And, and so he's all he's all beside himself right now. And so he's all flustered. So you'll have to forgive him if he doesn't seem like he's making much sense. Well, we'll, we'll try to keep it uh, in between the in, uh, on the rail still. How about that? We'll do our best. Okay. Well, hey, Matt, frankly, I'm excited you could join us and still have a voice left after that <laughs> wild game against UCLA last week. Uh, Watching it from home, I, I honestly have never seen anything like that game. No, I've never seen anything like that. It, it really is one, the total points have it never happened before in the league. And then, you know, that was the third largest uh, collapse or comeback, depending on your perspective, in, in college football history. So, record setting game for Anthony Gordon, record setting for the teams. And it's left a lot of question marks for Washington State. It really has. UCLA hadn't scored many points at all, and then they get 50 in the second half. Matt, was that what happened to Washington State's defense? I mean, the offense was spectacular. What happened on the other side? You know, defensively, there have been issues this year. That's not new. There have been tackling problems. We saw it a little bit against Northern Colorado in the first half. We saw it actually in the first half against Houston, and then late against Houston, late fourth quarter, they drove and led to an onside kick in a in a one-touchdown game, and there have been lapses. Now, there haven't been lapses like that, where you've got a 94-yard touchdown, a 100-yard kick return, a punt return TD, gash plays, big yardage plays for UCLA over and over again. I mean, that that was accentuated. That, that was more than, than we had seen. And, you know, the thought is, is that Washington State's offense is so good that the defense only has to be – so-so, and you're still fine because no one's really been able to stop Washington State, and and, and I think that what makes that's what makes this Utah game so interesting. But they've had tackling issues; they really have, and they, and that's been um, that's not been hidden. You know, the, the coaches have talked about it; they've been pretty open about it, and and boy, did they ever in the second half against the Bruins. Matt, you mentioned uh, Gordon, the quarterback. Boy, it seems like uh, Mike Leach just keeps finding him. Uh, talk about him a little bit, and, and really, it's, is, is he another Minshew? 
Yeah, he's really good. He, he's different than Gardner. His release is quicker, and, and he probably throws a better deep ball. Gardner was really accurate and, and still is showing that on Sundays now and, and I guess Thursday as of last week with the Jaguars, but uh, at the next level. And, and I, I, think, I think Gordon absolutely is, is on par with Luke Falk and Gardner Minshew. You know, last camp was close between Gordon and Minshew. Minshew almost didn't win the job. They, they gave it to him because he came with a lot of experience and he's a really charismatic guy and the guys rallied around him and he sort of won the locker room and, and they went with him. And, and Gordon is a different personality. He's a low-key guy, uh, a little more in that regard like Luke Falk, uh, kind of quiet and um, not in any way unaffable, just you know, not as loud and, and, and a different personality. And, and he has an elite arm. He has one of the real special arms. You could argue his arm is better than Falk's, is better than Minshew's. And this is his fourth year here now, so he's, he's developed. He, he had previously thrown some, some practice interceptions over the years that you could try to regularly count on. He'd made some questionable practice decisions in terms of where he's placing the ball, especially down the middle, and, and that's really gone away. You know, the accuracy's there, the decision-making's there. He drives the football. There's really nothing you can say about Anthony Gordon other than he's been spectacular this year. And, and, and really, for his Heisman candidacy, which sort of came to light with a nine-touchdown game uh, against a Pac-12 school, it's just, it's just a real shame that Washington State lost that thing up 49-17 because – he would have been thrown into that, you know, top 10, top 15 mix. His name would have been in there depending on the results the rest of the year. So, Matt, we saw what happened to the Utes uh, against USC, against that version of the air raid. Uh, it, it's made a lot of people wonder how it's going to go this weekend when, uh, when the master, Mike Leach, comes in with this offense, with Gordon and, and with this uh, attack. Uh, what, how do you think this is going to go down? I mean, is, is Utah going to struggle again with this, or do you think it is possible for them to make adjustments that will slow the thing down? Well, I never discount a Kyle Whittingham coached team from being able to, to play effectively defensively. I mean, it, it, Utah is a staple in this league of quality defense, and uh, USC has three pro wide receivers. I, I really believe that. I think Pittman and Vaughn's and St. Brown could all be pros, and and it could be the best wide receiving core in the in the country. It's certainly one of them. You know, it's definitely one of them in the pack. There's no doubt about that. And and I think uh, you know Graham Harrell and 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 every other air raid disciple of Mike Leach has put their own twist on it. So Graham, when he was running the show in North Texas, and now where he is at USC probably a little bit different than what Mike Leach is doing. I, I, I bet you it is. They all have done it a little differently. Uh, Dana Holgerson's really evolved very far from what Mike Leach is doing right now. Uh, uh, Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, Neil Brown at West Virginia, they're all a little bit different. So I, I suspect you a lot of the same principles, a lot of the same practice identity in terms of repetitions and in terms of the way the playbook's very thin, but I suspect it's different. So could those adjustments be made and work? Well, you know, these games have been classics. I know Washington State's won the last four, but they've been really tight ball games. I, I just can't imagine a Washington State-Utah game uh, turning into something like happened with UCLA. It's just such a different style for Utah. And, um, you know, Gordon's great, and, and the wide receivers for Washington State are as deep as they've ever been with Mike Leach here. It's just it just seems inconsistent with the way this series has gone, the way these two teams play to, 
to think that the, the Utah defense isn't going to be there. Matt Chazanow is with us, voice of uh, the Washington State Cougars on 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Uh, kind of a basic question, I guess, Matt, but what's it like co- uh, covering Mike Leach on a daily, weekly basis? You know, I, I get asked that a lot because he's such a character. Uh, the thing I think that would be most surprising about working so closely with Coach Leach is maybe, and I shouldn't say that, maybe not surprising, but um, he's really pleasant. You know, I mean, I, honest, honest to goodness. I mean, and I know I work very closely with him, but it's, it's not a word. I, the reason I use that as a descriptor is because it's uncommon for football coaches, even when they're nice guys, even when they're even when they're good people and, and great X's and O's guys and all this stuff, it, it's, you know, coaches are wired a little differently. Tons of pressure, incredible salaries, the celebrity status, the, all that comes along with it. And I'll be darned if working with Coach Leach, is, it's fun. You know, it's pleasant and fun and he's candid and he's honest. And, um, and a lot of the things that really capture the nation's attention – be it something profound and insightful or, or just sort of silly and goofy and fun uh, is, is for us is now the expectation. You know, he's been here eight years. I, I've been here five. I'm, um, you never totally get used to it because it's really funny and fun, but at the same time, you do know where the strike zone is and, and, um, and it's really enjoyable, you know, and, and, and sustainably. So he's great. He's great to work with. And, and it's a pleasure. It's just a lot of fun. And, and, you know, the team's, the team's really good and they have this system that they use and it's fun to diagnose it with them and talk X's and O's with them and football philosophy is really, it's really interesting. Matt, I remember a, a long conversation I had with uh, Mike uh, over the phone a number of years ago. He was in Florida and he was on a bike ride and his bike broke. And so in the middle of him describing his offense to me and talking about quarterback play and all this stuff, he was expressing frustration at his bike. And you can imagine how colorful that, uh, that expression may have been. But it was so human. I mean, it was, I'm, I'm sitting there talking to him. I say, yeah, Mike, tell me about your philosophy and quarterback play. And he's like, well, I, decision-making is really, Dad, what the, what they smell, blankety blank, this dumb bike, you know. And then he'd go right back. He said, see, where was I? Oh, yeah, running backs are, easy, are, are born, quarterbacks are made, blah, 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 on and on like that. But one thing I remember him saying that was really profound, I thought, as he was describing what was important for a quarterback, the strong arm was about tenth on the list. He had all kinds of stuff that that was uh, that's between the ears when he was describing yeah. uh, what makes a good quarterback, and I, I, I found that absolutely fascinating. Yeah, he's way more interested in decision making, defensive pre-snap recognition, in leadership ability. And the way that the quarterback sets a tone, confidence, self-confidence, I, I think he thinks a great arm is, is, uh, is important. But I do believe he thinks it might be secondary at times to decision-making. And, and, you know, he doesn't set his system up for big throws. That's, that's something that Gordon does really well. If you, if you look back, so last year, Minshew set a Pac-12 passing record. And he threw it to his lead receiver, James Williams, 83 times. And James Williams was a running back. And he was very rarely running wheel routes, and a lot of that was dump-offs to the flat. A lot of it essentially 
was like a sweep. It was like a pitch sweep to the, to, to the sideline. And, and Williams did the rest, and it's a statistical circumstance to a degree that as an overhand pass instead of an underhand toss, it's a, run, it's a pass instead of a run. And I don't think Coach Leach had any problem with that. I, obviously, they were highly successful and won the most games in school history. And, and, and I don't think you need a particularly great arm to do that. You do, you do need the appropriate decision-making, and you need the personality type that will allow you. Because some guys have egos about this. They don't want to dump it off that much. They don't want to throw it to the flat. They want to push the defense and drive the ball and, and show NFL scouts what they can do with their arm and, and do things that m- might be inconsistent with winning and consistent with statistics or selfishness. And you can actually have both ways. You know, and I think he and I think Gardner showed that. And and you know, the thing Gardner had that was that was different is he was uniquely accurate. So Gardner can really put it in a spot. And you know, he sets the air rate up. Does Mike Leach for 10, 20 yard chunks? It's very rare. It, it, and, and and they may try it a few times against Utah, but with Luke and Gardner over the last few years, there have not been many go routes. It's it's just not of interest. They want to go. 10, 20 yards a pop, and, and Luke would have these very time-consuming drives, uh, 15 plays, 10, 15 plays would take a lot of time off the clock. Gardner worked a little quicker, and, and Gordon's been more explosive, and, and I think Coach Leach is, is fine with all of them. You know, Connor Halliday had that, that more explosive downfield effort with the air raid, and uh, it's just a matter of how you run it. And now that I'm so familiar with it, it's become even more interesting to see how they run the routes and how each quarterback pushes the ball downfield in, in varying different styles. But I think you're exactly right. It's it's more about knowing what you are and then using what your analysis and your intellectual capabilities are as a quarterback to succeed. Matt, I know you probably don't uh, uh, talk about the backup quarterbacks all that much, but uh, you guys have got one of our local boys up there in uh, Cameron Cooper. Uh, can you give us a, a little update on him and how they feel about his future? Yeah, absolutely. So Cam was a, a really exciting recruit for Washington State. He was a great high school player, as I'm sure you guys know, and, and someone that Washington State fans as a quarterback recruit in the class and really the QB recruit of the class, fans latched onto him and, and have, have followed him best they can. He hasn't been in games. I've seen him in practice. And I, I thought last year his redshirt year was, was a little overwhelming, if I'm being honest. I, he, he was in practice. It was a lot of bigger, faster, stronger. He, he did not uh, excel. It was not a year that I think – was anything other for him than development and try to recognize how fast these guys are, what can you get away with, how did things translate. And, and he had uh, he had some, um, you know, it was an awakening for him, I think. He, he really started to show that he could really do something here in fall camp. And it was at their third scrimmage and final scrimmage in Martin Stadium. He had three-plus throws back-to-back-to-back. One of them was wide side of the field, and he was kind of backpedaling and, and showed the arm off, and, and he's really athletically capable and, and really hadn't shown it. The, the ball was wobbly. It wasn't great. It's better now. So he, he's, really, he's really worked at it and, and figured out, I think, what he can do and, and what he wants to do. And, and I, I expect really good things from Cam. He, you know, next year this roster has three seniors, two seniors and a grad transfer, but three players who are out of eligibility after this year, there are two quarterbacks on this roster behind Trey Tinsley, Gage Gubrud, and, and Anthony Gordon who have been here 
and who will be back next year with experience in the system. That's Cameron Cooper and, and Gunnar Cruz. Cruz was a, a big recruit in every way. Uh, literally, he's huge. Okay, he's like 6'5", 220. Very different player than Cooper. A little faster, I suspect. Certainly larger, but they'll battle. You know, I, I think they'll battle. And, and then you never know with the way transfers are now. Who knows with, with the offseason. But um, I, I think Utah high school football fans, should be pretty excited about following Cam here at Washington State as he develops. He, he took a big leap from last year to this year, and, and I was excited to see it. Matt, uh, I don't know if you're into prognostications or not, but uh, do you have a guess as to how it's going to go on Saturday night? You know, of all the games that I've done after this UCLA game, I, I, I could not be more at a loss. There, there, are, there are so many reasons why that UCLA game should not have been what it was, even within the game. It was 49-17 Washington State. I mean, it was over. I mean, that, 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 ball, that was a ball game. And, and then UCLA did things that, that were the best Washington State had seen in years as a team coming in that was dead last in those very things, capitalizing on turnovers, forcing turnovers, passing the football. And Washington State of the top-ranked pass team in the Pac-12 coming in, and, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson threw 500 yards. I, in just in reading what's going on in Salt Lake, if, if Moss is out, if Huntley is out, it might change the way Utah runs things. And, and you know, I, I, the Ute wide receivers are, are, are pretty good. I mean, you know, they, they've got uh, you know, Covey so fast, and, um, and I've seen really good things out of, out of Utah's receiving court. I have no idea, guys. I, I, I'm coming into this one – with a reset and a blank slate, because Washington State was was looking at a, a top fifteen ranking and a and a four zero record as of the third quarter last game, and, and now they're out of the rankings and, and trying to figure out their identity. So the, the one quarter of football can, if, you, if you're going to give up fifty points in a quarter in four minutes, kind of changes your whole outlook. Matt, thank you so much for joining us and uh, for giving us a little insight on the Cougars. We'll see you at Rice Eccles coming up on Saturday. Okay, guys, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Matt. Matt Chazanow, voice of the Washington State Cougars. Boy, he's right. I mean, it's hard to really get get your mitts around what's going to happen Saturday night. I mean, after I watched that whole uh, UCLA game, and I, I, like you said, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. So will it resemble that in any way, shape, or form? Uh, I, I kind of I kind of doubt it, but that doesn't mean that Washington State won't be explosive. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone.